hi folks matt peters here it is june fifteenth which means that this is cast today episode fifteen this is the halfway point of cast today twenty seventeen and let me tell you it's been really fun so far i hope you folks have been enjoying the journey as much as i have my guest today is caitlin rossberg we talk a little bit about blade we talk a little bit about comics in general and we talk about her work with the ladies night anthology series so sit back relax grab your favorite flavor oreo cookie and listen to a conversation between myself and my good friend, Caitlin. <laughs> so, everything you just heard now is uh, pretty much a lie. Unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, the recording did not pick up Caitlin's side of the conversation. And as you can imagine, after 15 days of doing this, I'm quite sick of hearing my own voice. Unfortunately, I went to edit the episode, yeah, and the recorder didn't pick up her side of the conversation. My backup recorder failed. Everything decided to take a day off today. So we're not going to hear that conversation with Caitlin, and I feel terrible about that. Her and I had a great time talking about Blade and, you know, like I said, all the stuff that you heard about in the intro. I do implore you, though, to take time to look into the Ladies Night Anthology series. There's going to be another Kickstarter starting uh, up on Labor Day. And this is going to be the fifth volume. It's called Sisters. It's going to be a great project. Uh, they're working on these stories now. And they're going to start doing workshops for those that weren't able to partake in this volume, uh, you know, just to help develop stories and ideas and that sort of thing. So that's going to be great. I know it's going to be great because the past four volumes have been incredible. They're doing a great job. I apologize. I really, really wanted you guys to hear this episode, but unfortunately, it just wasn't meant to be. So let's take this moment to catch up on Cast a Day in general. Let's catch up on the things that have happened so far, the things that have uh, transpired as far as um, the project itself and what's going to happen for the rest of the month. I uh, have been doing my best to take care of myself. A lot of people have called me crazy for trying to do a new podcast every single day for an entire month. Um I've this is the third time around, so I mean I've I've been doing it. It's it's pretty fun. I enjoy it, but it does take its toll. And I found out that even though I am healthier than I've been these past two years, I had a moment this past weekend that I really didn't. I wasn't really too vocal about it because you know it's entertainment. I don't want to bring everybody down that sort of thing, but it's worth noting because folks need to know that. Self-care is important. So I had a moment where I almost passed out. In fact, I pretty much did pass out. I was exhausted. I've been living off for three hours of sleep every night. And finally, my body on Saturday was like, no, you need to sit down. So I sat down. We got some furniture delivered. So fortunately, I was able to sit down on a new couch and it was comfortable. And after I sat down, I opened my eyes and it was eight hours later. I lost a whole day pretty much because I was too stubborn to realize that I needed to be more responsible with my time. So tonight, instead of hacking away at this audio and trying to pull out 
the tinny sound of uh, Caitlin's voice off in the distance through the headphones and, and trying to investigate how to work miracles with this audio as so many before me have. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell you guys that things didn't go as planned and we're going to try to do better next time around. In the meantime, I implore you to go check out the previous 14 episodes of the show. I put my blood, sweat, and tears into that. And, uh, yeah, I think you're really going to enjoy them if you haven't listened so far. If this is your first episode, this has got to be really weird, just hearing a guy just talk for five minutes or so about, you know, things that didn't quite go right. But I hope maybe you're possibly getting something out of this that sometimes you can try your best and things still don't go right but it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you it just means that it wasn't meant to be so you try something else I really appreciate the folks that have backed me up I appreciate Caitlin too Caitlin stepped up like day of like I did not know what I was going to do today I had a lot of interviews planned I had a lot of folks that I wanted to talk to folks that are doing big things in the city in the world but the thing about people doing big things is they don't always have time for little people so unfortunately you know life intervenes they can't keep the schedule that they set in front of themselves and they just have to you know apologize and say hey next time no big deal it's understandable these are people who are honest with their time and it's how they got to where they are today so being honest with my time i realized that uh my time is better spent recharging But I do want to give you guys a little bit of something. Last year, before Cast Today even kicked off, Archie and I recorded an episode of GCPD. You folks have not heard this because we didn't put it out there. And by the time Cast Today was in full swing and I was busy editing every single episode of the 2016 uh, version of Cast Today, we just figured that it was just kind of stale and nobody wanted to hear it. But because you guys have stuck by me and have been showing me so much love and these numbers have been incredible and all that stuff, I don't want to let you down today. I'm going to give you that unreleased, never-before-heard episode of GCPD on the Since Last We Spoke channel during the Cast Today event. And I hope you get some enjoyment out of it. But rest assured, tomorrow, I'm going to hit the ground running. And I'm going to give you guys the show that you deserve. So once again, thank you so much for listening. I'm Matt Peters, and I'm going to bed. Take care. No, nope, it collapsed. <laughs> oh, that's not good. All right, here you go. Big bam! All right, big comic week with Captain America number one and DC Comics. Oh, oh, Rebirth. Agents of Shield. Talk about that. Do we have to? You didn't like it. I don't like that show. Did you finish it? Yeah. You didn't like it. Uh, I thought what they did at the end with Hive was cool. Wait, what the they? What they do? Did you finish it? I did. I just can't remember what happened. Because it just kind of like, it was in and out. Well, he's like on a ship at the end.
oh, that Hive. You know, every time I hear Hive, I think of the DC Comics, like, villainous group Hive. Oh. But it was that, it was Grant Hive. Yeah, yeah. zombie Grant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we could talk about the fact that you didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> it looks legitimate. Rebirth. God bless the rig. God bless it. So tell you about something. Tell me on the show. The soundtrack for the Spongebob musical includes They Might Be Giants, The Flaming Lips, and David Bowie. David Bowie's a surprise, but those other two, yeah, they just they need why, something to do. Why is there a musical for Spongebob? Because Shrek had one, and why not? Just the promo image alone, I'm just like, no. Have you seen it? No. I, I've seen the image on a bus. Yeah, where the guy's like, and you just see the bottom half of his, his face. Ah, yeah. oh, no, yeah. no, just no. I finally got a GCPD badge. Hey. It doesn't say GCPD on it, though. <laughs> but it was the best they could do. City of Gotham Police Department. Yeah. That's not even GCPD. Right. That's like CGPD. Right. They're screwing it up. You know why? You know why? Why? It's because they know we exist and they don't want to step on our toes. And I appreciate that. Thank you, DC Comics. That's good. Way to go, DC. Yeah, way to go. Kudos. <laughs> but not really. They haven't had a decent movie in a few years now, but at least you're not stepping on their toes. And that show, dear God. What? That, the Gotham Oh, it's bad? It's still on. Is it bad? You haven't seen it? No. Like at all? I heard it's decent. Hmm. You know how many villains they have on there? A lot. All the villains. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw, um, we could be talking about this on the show. All right, let's go. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to GCPD, the Games, Comics, and Puppy Dogs podcast. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Archie Easter. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, with another episode to titillate and tantalize and entertain you. That sounded weird. It did. It sounded like I was a carnival barker, but I just kind of went with it to see how it would play out, and here we are. Yeah. So, how you been, man? Good. Good. <laughs> I always ask you that, like, we haven't been sitting in this room together for like an hour getting ready for the show. <laughs> but, you know, I guess I shouldn't pull back the curtain too far. We have curtains. Lots There's and lots not. of curtains. There's no curtains. Gently wafting. Gently wafting <laughs> curtains. It's curtains for you. Yes. Gently wafting curtains. <laughs> Meanwhile, lots of stuff happened this week, man, so we should get right into it. Let's talk about comics. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I know you not you haven't been as avid as a reader as you would have liked to have been recently, but no. fortunately, <laughs> the big two have made it so you can jump on at pretty much this point right now. Okay. Um, all right. So let's talk about DC Comics Rebirth. So there has been a big movement lately to restore the uh, legacy of all these various DC characters, these DC properties, uh, because they feel like both fans and creators have felt like for the past few years, ever since they've uh, started with the New 52, that something has been missing. Mm. Did you check out any of the New 52 books at all? I did when they first did it, like those first couple of weeks. Like I looked at a few of them, and then after that, like I haven't touched any of that stuff. Like I think... What was that one? 
They did a prequel for it before they did. Was it New Fifty Two? I can't remember what it was now. But well, see, it was that's... like a. It was like. It was like an alternate reality Batman thing. Was it? Are you thinking of Flashpoint, where it was Thomas Wayne instead of Bruce Wayne? Maybe. I so can't let's remember. let's start there. Maybe this will jog your memory a little bit. So uh, I know Batman Beyond was involved somehow. Oh yeah, you're thinking of um there there was some big like mega crossover that they did, you know, because DC has been known to do those like weekly books. Yeah. Where every issue is supposed to be more important than the last, but it's yeah, it was like a weekly one, I think. Yeah, but I thought that they tied it in with New Fifty Two. Well, yeah, for the past few years, everything's kind of been tied together. They've been working on this big overarching storyline with the character Pandora and how she popped up in the uh, the Fifty Two, the New Fifty Two books early on, just kind of an an ominous presence, that sort of thing. But what what this event, what Rebirth intends to do, mm-hmm. is kind of unwind a lot of that and okay. restore a lot of the stuff that you're used to. Like the uh, the miniseries that you were talking about actually did something odd with Batman Beyond. That by the end of it, it was no longer Terry McGinnis. Mm-hmm. They worked it out so Tim Drake was actually Batman Beyond at that point. They huh. just tried to do away with uh, Terry altogether. Huh. So who knows why they did that? It might have been because you know the TV show was just out of. Uh, you know the zeitgeist right now and they were trying to make the character relevant somehow but it was it was tim drake from the future who went even further into the future to become batman beyond because of some type of omac thing or something i don't know yeah i remember there was like a future crossover thing going on in there too where they were like the part of it was in the future. It was like an alternate timeline, future, something like that, where... There was a lot of that going on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's Convergence, where they bought in all kind of different universes once again. They actually revealed what the 52 different universes were in a uh, in a multiverse issue. I'm really trying to figure out what the name of that book was now, because it's bugging me. But, yeah. But I yeah, did. but like, it was, that was interesting. Like, I read the first issue, couple issues of that, and then after that, like, I, I think I read a couple of the Batman books... Um, in New 52, and then after that I didn't really read any more of it. Well, the Batman books, they didn't even get like the full reboot. They had like a very soft reboot, where a lot of the stuff that happened in uh, the recent past in, in the actual comic books, um, it was still uh, it was still canon. Like, you still had Damian Wayne. Okay. And you still had uh, a time period where, where uh, Dick Grayson was Batman when when Bruce Wayne died or something like that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that stuff was all kind of screwy from jump. Mm -hmm. So now we get to Rebirth. And some very important things have been uh, detailed on Rebirth. Have you been spoiled yet? No. Okay, so I'm going to assume that a lot of our listeners have not been spoiled yet. So I'm going to give them this opportunity to pause our podcast, go pick up uh, DC Comics Rebirth number one, so you can see all the cool stuff that happens in it without being spoiled. So, three, two, one. All right, so three very important things happened in uh, Rebirth. But you, you know the name of the book? Yes. What was it called? Uh, it was called Future's End. Future's End, yes. Okay, that was one of those <laughs> big, like, stupid crossovers that happened. And Okay, all right. Yeah. But before we go down that path, all right, so three very important things happened in Rebirth that... Two are going to be just like, eh, okay. One's going to blow your mind. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is, Wally West is back. Okay. Like, in this universe. Because uh, one of the big things, one of the things that people were most upset about losing during the New 52 was Wally West. Because 
Do you remember, like, when you were reading The Flash, mm-hmm. were you reading about Barry Allen or Wally West at that time? I don't remember. Okay. I think it was Wally West. <laughs> okay, think... yeah. And that makes sense. Wally West is Impulse, right? Mm, no. Wally West was the second adult Flash, but he started out as Kid Flash. Okay. Yeah. Who was Impulse? Impulse was Bart Allen. Oh, okay, okay. He was from the future, and he grew up in a video game. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, around that time is when we started reading Flash. Right. And while Impulse was coming around, Wally was Flash. Okay. And he had, like, I think, like, maybe a year before that, he had become adult Flash. Anyway, um, yeah, so in the New 52, it was still Barry Allen, kind of just to, like, match up with the TV show and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, they bought in Wally West, but he was a black kid. Okay. Which was definitely the matchup with the TV show. Because in the TV show, he's a black kid. Okay. So, um, and I'm probably getting that wrong, but whatever. I mean, it, it just, it, it all ties together. Uh, and they didn't bring this back because people were like, outraged, this is a black kid, blah, blah, blah. But they, they missed that legacy of him being, you know, Kid Flash, being in the Teen Titans and all that stuff. And having had all these adventures. So he's back now. That was the first big thing. The second big thing was... In an issue of Justice League, Batman sat in, uh, I think it was Orion's chair. And you know, Orion's chair from the New Gods, he can see the entire universe, he knows all of history mm-hmm. from his throne. So he sits in this chair, and the one question he asks the chair is, who is the Joker? And we don't find out at the end of that issue of Justice League. You can see this shocked look on his face, like, what the hell, you know? Uh-huh. Come to find out that there is not just one Joker, there are three Jokers. Yeah. Huh. I told you you're going to be like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> so one Joker looks like the classic Joker from back in the day. Mm-hmm. The second Joker has that like super elongated chin. Mm-hmm. And the third Joker looks like the Joker we've seen in comics lately that has like the shaved sides of the head and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that found out that Bruce Wayne is Batman and all that and terrorized mm-hmm. him. That was a whole different story. It's worth checking out, though. Okay. Um... So there's three of them running around at the same time. We don't know that yet. We don't know if any of them have died or what. But we know that there have been three men named Joker mm. that have gone against Batman. Okay. All right. So that's the second of the big revelations. The third of the big revelations. And this is the one that's going to take the most like mental gymnastics to make work. And this is what everybody's been like going nuts about. So for the longest time, DC Comics has celebrated Watchmen, Mm -hmm. but they've always kept it over there. Okay. They've always just kind of like let it be Alan Moore's baby because he is kind of a big baby that doesn't want his toys playing with the other toys. Mm -hmm. And he's always just sitting in his big castle, frowning (laughs) with his big wizard beard and just, he's a grumpy cat. Um, So... (laughs) As it turns out, the entire reason why the New 52 has been so, like, full of despair and odd inconsistencies is because they had a decade robbed from them. A decade where heroes got to know each other, they had adventures together, they formed bonds that could never be broken. Um, Like, for instance, in the New 52, like, Green Arrow and uh, Black Canary are not a couple. Mm -hmm. They barely know each other. Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of those adventures were just completely scrubbed. Turns out, now you read you read Watchmen, right? I think. Yeah. Okay. So you know at the end of the book when Doctor Manhattan is walking off and he's like, I think I'm gonna go make my own universe. Mm-hmm. Doctor Manhattan made the New Fifty Two. 
in all his nudity glory, he made the new 52 as he sat upon the moon and made dust swirl around. Wow. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan is now part of DC Comics continuity. Wow. All the Watchmen, actually. And I say all the Watchmen because near the end of the book, Batman sees something shiny in one of the like the uh, the pits in the Batcave or whatever. Uh-huh. And so he spelunks down there and he finds the button with the little blo- drop of blood on it. Huh. Yeah. Because, you know, of all the places where it's end up... It's in the back. It's in the back. Of course. <laughs> Bat just, like, you know, picked it up and, you know, dropped it in there. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's one thing that the whole comic world is going crazy about. What's your reaction to this revelation, aren't you? How do you feel about this? I mean, I could see how people would get upset, especially if you're, like, huge fans of Watchmen. Um... Like I read it, like I, it was, it was, it was good mm-hmm. at the time, but like at the same time, like I, I don't, I'm not really that invested in it. So it's like <laughs> that's fine if they want to like make those toys play with the DC toys. Okay, like I'm, I'm down for it. I mean, it'll be interesting. It'll, it'll maybe provide for some interesting stories. So and like I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic on it. Like I, I'm willing to give them a shot and. Have them take a chance with it and see where it goes. But. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with the same mindset. But as you know, I've been kind of vocal about my feelings about Watchmen for years. Like I don't care about the giant space octopus. Right. You know, it just didn't do it for me. <laughs> space uh, octopus, man. Yeah, make it a hashtag. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I I really couldn't care less if Watchmen is a big deal or if people are getting their jimmies rustled about it. I don't I don't care. <laughs> rustling so many jimmies so right many jimmies man you know even me just saying this is outrageous how do you call yourself a comic podcast and you don't like watchmen well i tell you why it's because we all have different tastes and a lot of the people that enjoyed it the first time around they read the book when it was relevant they read it in the 80s right when all this stuff was going on when all the politics that were involved in the book were relevant at the time it was acceptable in the 80s <laughs> it was acceptable at the time <laughs> <laughs> like wearing an onion on your belt <laughs> it was a style at the time so yeah that being said like the book to me didn't age that well yeah so it was just a little bit too like you know self-congratulatory for my taste this is Almost as bad as the backlash we saw when uh, they did the Before Watchmen miniseries Mm -hmm. a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. The only saving grace to that, and this is actually segueing into our next story, um, was the fact that Darwin Cook was involved in so many of these. Um, Darwin Cook, unfortunately, is someone who was no longer with us. Mm -hmm. Darwin Cook was... um, just a consummate professional. You'd recognize his art immediately if you saw it. Uh, Canadian born and bred. He worked on titles such as The Spirit. He worked on uh, Richard Starks Parker. Uh, a lot of people love that stuff. He, he redesigned Catwoman. Uh, you know, kind of gave her like that uh, that 1950s kind of stylish look, you know, with the goggles and everything like that. Mm-hmm. That was That was his baby. Okay. But he's most famously known for two things, one of which being um, the New Frontier comic book mm-hmm. that kind of bridged the gap between the um, the Silver Age and the Modern Age of superheroes. Mm-hmm. That was his tale. Uh, also, the uh, Justice League cartoon. Uh, a lot of the Batman, Superman uh, stuff he did the storyboards for. Okay. So, yeah, he was... 
he was kind of a big deal. Eisner Award winning artist uh, and writer. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he, he passed away much too soon because of uh, complications with some very aggressive cancer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we just definitely uh, send our condolences out to his friends and family. This this is by no means doing him uh, a service by mentioning him on this podcast. Uh, this is paltry in what he deserves. And I sincerely hope that the lives that he's touched uh, go on to do great things in his honor. So rest in peace, Mr. Cook. And with that, we move on. I have no segue fitting for this, so we'll move on to our next story. Captain America number one came out. Oh. I take it you've heard about what happens in Captain America number it's, one. It's been every like it's hard to not have heard about it at this point. Like all these like normal news sites picked it up. Like people that don't even post comic news picked it up. Like it was just like one of those things like when they killed Superman off or yeah. when they killed off Spider-Man. Like let's, it's one of those where it's just everywhere. Let's discuss this for a second because I am a board member of the Chicago Learning Social Club. I also moderate their Facebook group. Um, a lot of the things that we try to accomplish in that group, in particular, and you'd be surprised, the majority of what we do on a daily basis is just making sure that people respect spoiler warnings. Okay. This thing got so out of control. Yeah. Because it was everywhere. Yeah. Yet and still, there were people who were posting it in the CNSC group. Um, and I can understand their I can understand their point of view because they're like, all right, well, it's already out there. Everybody knows about it. Right. But there were still people commenting saying, oh no, this is the first I've seen it. This is bullshit. This is the first time I hear about it, and it's in my favorite group. Screw yeah. you guys. You know. Uh-huh. I feel for them. But it's a wildfire. Right. Like, And Marvel wanted it to be a wildfire. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they knew what they were getting into. Uh, Marvel, that is. Uh, when they started promoting the book. So, to give a little bit of backstory, for the past year, I guess, we've had uh, Sam Wilson as our Captain America. Mm-hmm. Better known as being formerly the Falcon Sam Wilson, who was fantastic in Captain America Civil War, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a fitting person to take the mantle of Captain America. He's been his partner since the 70s, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, it made sense from a storyline perspective. Uh, yeah, perspective. However, you get those loudmouth idiots <laughs> <laughs> that want to say, oh, no, it's filling some kind of quota. We got a black Captain America now. What's next? Blah, 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 blah. Is it going to be a turtle Captain America? Is Captain America going to marry a turtle? Can I marry a turtle? I really like turtles. I really want to know. <laughs> that's where it goes it's just round and round and round so almost as to <laughs> flip off those people <laughs> I kind of like this aspect of it they brought back Steve Rogers and all his you know super soldier glory and everything like that blonde haired big muscles he's Captain America once more but everybody wins because now we have two Captain Americas but guess what with two words he pissed everybody off <laughs> And the memes have been fantastic. Yeah. I sent you one of them the other day, the uh, the Homer Simpson one. That one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where he goes into the bushes. Yeah. It's like, Team Cap. Oh, wait, nope. Team oh, Iron Man. Team Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But I got to give credit where credit is due. The person who I've seen posting some of the funniest uh, like uh, memes and everything has been John Craig. John Craig is... Uh, He's a, he's a producer at Stage 773, but he's also a huge comic fan, huge Simpsons fan. 
I'm lucky enough to be friends with him on Facebook. And uh, he just posts all these hilarious pictures and stuff like that. Like, there's there's one of Spider-Man going, uh, yeah, screw Uncle Ben, you know. <laughs> <laughs> screw responsibility or something like that. Um, there's a picture of uh, uh, Optimus Prime saying, um, all hell Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> A, they photoshopped the, the, the picture of Cap saying Hail Hydra to say Hail Hydrox, and he's got like a Hydrox cookie for a shield. <laughs> you know, but this isn't the first time where comics have pulled this whole like misdirect with yeah. Captain America. It's been happening since like at least the 50s where they had the. Um... No, but this one's different though. Like this is, <laughs> this is going to have long term repercussions throughout the Marvel universe. Yes, and this is not. It's not. It's not. It's not a, a clone. It's not like a scroll. Like this is Captain America, and he's been he's been doing this, this whole time. He's playing the long game, and you know, that's what's going on. So you know, this is this is that's just how it is. Like this is just gonna have ramifications that are felt throughout the Marvel universe. Right, and to be fair, to be fair. <laughs> Oh, God, I don't want to say to be fair. That's what all those jerks say before they start down that path of saying something jerky. <laughs> Let me rephrase. All right. So I'm of two minds of this. One is is that this is obviously a cash-grabbing stunt from Marvel to try to make themselves relevant in light of the big rebirth uh, spoiler that was going to happen. I'm not saying they planned it completely in conjunction of this, but they definitely had this, like, you know, in their, uh, in their holster, ready to go. Just at a moment's notice, you know? Well, I mean, it doesn't, it's probably helpful that Civil War is doing so well right now. So it's like, oh, well, by the way, <laughs> if you liked what was going on in Civil War, we actually got some crazy stuff going on over here in the comics. If you want to check those out. Right. Captain America as well. If you want to read more about Captain America. Oh, whoops. What's this twist? Right, right, right. <laughs> and to the book's credit, they, they do let you know a little bit. They kind of give you like the nod and the wink in there. Like something stupid's about to happen. <laughs> because in this single issue, they bring up some of the most embarrassing storylines about Captain America. Okay. There was a time that Captain America turned into a werewolf. What? Yes. <laughs> there was a time that he was losing his powers, so Tony Stark had to build him like an Iron Man type suit so he could still fight for the American way and it had huge shoulder pads. They joked about that. <laughs> They brought back one of his most embarrassing sidekicks named Jack Flagg, who was a dude that looked like Grifter from Wildcats, yes. except he was red, white, and blue. Yes, I saw it. Yeah. So, so so you think this is just like a Marvel troll at this point? Like I a huge definitely troll? think it's a huge troll. <laughs> because they got everybody to buy this first issue, and the majority of people who bought this first issue, I don't, I don't want to generalize. But I feel like a lot of the folks that supported this issue are the ones that are anti-Sam Wilson. Mm -hmm. So my crackpot theory <laughs> is that they're just doing that to just kind of like, you know, hey, here's mud in your eye. Look at that. We bought him back, and now screw you. He's a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> but there have been a lot of think pieces written um, about anti-Semitism and publicity stunts and everything like that. And it occurs to me also that when you have an icon like Captain America or Superman, Mm -hmm. And you try to do something inventive with them. Mm -hmm. Something that is in what most will consider the primary continuity of that character. You have to step very lightly. Right. Because you can have your all-star Superman comic and people will say, oh, this is the best comic in years. Mm -hmm. How come Superman can't be written like this all the time? Mm -hmm. But then when you try to do something uh, kind of 
off. Okay, it was very off. Like making a, a Superman electric. Like making him a being of pure electricity and then like making him two different Supermen. <laughs> you know, then it's like, okay, that's too far. Mm-hmm. And that's not a, that's not an equal um that's not an equal comparison. I can't say that by any means, but it seems like folks are more willing to be more adventurous with that type of stuff mm-hmm. if uh you know, they know that there's really nothing at risk. Okay. I mean, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like you know, people are, are founded in their in their reaction to this storyline? So my initial reaction was like first thing I said I was like, Oh well that's not my Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. It's not my cap. My cap would never do something like that. Um but I don't know. I mean, it's all just like stories too. I mean, like I, I, I I'm finding it hard to get up in arms about like comic storylines because like a lot of this stuff like it never sticks. Like there's always like there's always like ways that somebody's gonna kill somebody off, but then eventually they come back. Like it's it's like somebody's bad, but now they're good again. Like it's it's not gonna be like a long term thing. I don't think they're gonna perp like forever make Captain America a bad guy and you know he's turned down this path and there's no redemption like it's it's a storyline I think like we should just like kind of hang on for the ride and see see where it goes at this point but like I don't I wouldn't get upset or up in arms about it at this point yeah I mean ultimately that's that's where my barometer landed with this whole thing like I understand that there is reason for concern there's reason for people to have an opinion about it I respect those reasons I personally will wait until we get to the end of the storyline to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of things going on here. Somebody on uh, on Reddit actually posted a, um, a retrospective of the different things that have been going on in Captain America recently mm-hmm. uh, that would lead up to this moment in a logical way. Okay. And it wasn't anything that was like a stretch of the imagination. It was uh, showing how at one point he was being um, tempted almost, uh, you know, in the whole like... Jesus and Lucifer thing uh, almost in that exact same way and they played it like that too Mm -hmm. uh, by the Red Skull by him saying look hey man join me and we can change history and you know we can totally get Hydra up on this pedestal it'll be great and mind you Red Skull is in or at least at the time was in possession of Professor Xavier's like frontal lobe or something Mm -hmm. that he grafted into his own brain that gave him mental powers Okay. Did you hear about this? No. I'm sorry you had to hear about it that <laughs> way. It was just like, why not? Okay, wow. Sure, yeah. Okay. Because um, Professor X died uh-huh. in uh, Avengers vs. X-Men by Scott Summers' hands when he was uh, possessed by the Phoenix Force. Okay, so then they just like cut up his brain and gave him gave his brain to people and they got like... Just, just Red powers. Skull. Okay. Just Red Skull. I thought they just like divvied it up amongst people. Like, hey, who wants Professor X powers? You do? Alright, you get some brain, you get some brain, you get some brain. Everybody gets brain! Oh, here, breaking news. Uh, Lashida Whelan just posted this on my wall. This uh, t-shirt for Captain America. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Heel turn and he's got the steel chair. There's, there's stickman on his t-shirt one's got a steel chair that's fantastic. chasing after the face so <laughs> that's a, that's quality post man she i appreciate that <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah if you're at walker stalker con go say hi uh, you probably won't hear this by the time walker stalker con is going on though anyway moving on <laughs> um yeah so i want to see how this whole thing plays out before really making my decision yeah. about how i feel about it ultimately um yeah they just merv the merved merged <laughs> 
Hashtag merged. They <laughs> they merged the uh, 616 and Ultimate Universes of Marvel. Okay. So this could be Ultimate Captain America. Mm. This could be um, a Captain America from years ago. Like, there was this big convoluted storyline that they had where this guy in the 1950s decided to call himself Steve Rogers, and he was Captain America. His name was, like, William Burnside initially. Mm-hmm. But... This was Marvel's way of explaining some of the crazy things that Cap did in those old stories that really didn't add up. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, it wasn't really him. It no, was this other guy. This other blonde, muscular dude <laughs> whose name was Steve Rogers. <laughs> because he changed it to Steve Rogers. Yeah, look up William Burnside. It'll blow your mind. Because there's an image that people have been sharing around, too. Like, oh, what are you talking about? This is not the first time, blah, blah, blah. And you're kind of right, but... Um, there's an image going around where people are showing Captain America with his shield with a big Nazi symbol on it. Uh-huh. And it's like he's saying, hail the National Party or some crap like that. Huh. And yeah, it was this William Burnside character. <laughs> so yeah, get your facts right, comic nerds, as I speak to myself in that tone as well. So yeah, <laughs> those were the big two things that happened in comics uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to give special note to uh, the 20th anniversary of Kingdom Come. I got the hardcover uh, 20th anniversary uh, edition of Kingdom Come here. Yeah, you were kind of looking through it earlier. It looks, looks nice. It is beautiful. It's crystal clear. The pictures are nice, big, and bold. The coloring is wonderful. It's got all the extra bonus features in the back that you could ask for. Um, everything extra that they've released for Kingdom Come thus far is in this book, including uh, Alex Ross's original sketches. There's a piece in here written by Mark Wade. Um, yeah, so if, if you own Kingdom Come and you haven't picked up like a collected version of it lately, mm-hmm. I highly recommend this. Um, it's a lot better than the Absolute Edition, because I know the Absolute Edition, a lot of folks had issues with it being a little blurry, mm-hmm. but this is clear. They did it right this time, so check it out. Nice. That's all I got for comics. Let's take a short break. We haven't done that in a while. Hey, break time. Break time. <laughs> we'll come back and we'll like assault your ears about video games. Oh. Yeah. Stay tuned, folks. It's a lot to live up to. (laughs) Be right back. (laughs) And we're back. And we are back. Yeah, so before we went to break, uh, I said something about talking about video games. I lied! Hashtag Eddie Guerrero. But um, I just came, I just want to finish this one thing I want to talk about. X-Men Apocalypse. I keep wanting to say Age of Apocalypse because that was the name of the story. Yeah. But, um, yeah... It was an X-Men movie. <laughs> Would you like to ask me any questions about it? Was was it good? It was a movie. It was it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I don't want to... I, I, I there, there was a beginning, middle, and end. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a character on uh, on BoJack Horseman, going off on a tangent, whose name is Vincent Adult Man. Okay. And it's literally, like, two kids in a trench coat on top of each other but everybody acts like it's it's not that that's not the case <laughs> but to be fair they oh god I said to be fair again it's contagious yeah um <laughs> but you're one of them no in this world um you have a talking horse you have like a anthropomorphic cat person so it's not that far out of the realm of possibility okay for somebody just to look like that okay so it's still obviously two kids <laughs> on top of each other <laughs> Everybody just ignores it. Right. Like it's obvious to you when you see it, but like everybody else just is like, 
And the, no, the, 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 cat, the cat person is dating Vincent Adult Man. And she goes, hey, yeah, we need to talk about going on that cruise. And um, she tells uh, Bojack Horseman, who's a horseman, she goes, yeah, I can't wait to see him in that in a bikini. And he goes, I would, I can't imagine what that would look like. <laughs> um, but he goes, uh, at one point, uh, the, the cat person tells everyone, yeah, he works in the stock market. And he replies, yeah, I went to the stock market. I did a business. <laughs> <laughs> so all that to say, yes, I saw X-Men. It was a movie. Um, I, I, I hate... I don't. I was about to say I hate hyperbole. Um, I, I, I try to stay away from hyperbole mm-hmm. uh, because it really looks like it should be pronounced hyperbole, and that would be much more entertaining. Hyperbole. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as big as an event as Captain America, and that's unfair to the movie to compare it to anything else that came out this year of that genre. Mm-hmm. But you can't help it. Because we've we've seen highs, we've seen the high of Civil War, we've seen lows, we've seen the low of Batman versus Superman, <laughs> and just like people comparing those two, this is a third party that you kind of have to bring into the mix. Even and Deadpool, Deadpool, even Deadpool. Really, yeah. So if I had to rank these four films, mm-hmm. including Deadpool, Civil War's at the top of the list. Okay. Deadpool second, close second. Okay. Uh, Apocalypse is a distant third. Okay. And Batman versus Superman is right below Moldy Cheese. <laughs> Even Moldy Cheese beat it out. That's I would watch Moldy Cheese fight each other, you know, fight other things in the fridge before I would watch Batman <laughs> versus Superman again. It wasn't my cup of tea. I understand some people liked it. I didn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just, I couldn't get with it. Um, but this isn't about BVS. This is about... <laughs> That sounds like a medical condition when you say it that way. <laughs> Do you suffer from BVS? Ask your doctor if this treatment is right for you. <laughs> right, and then the side effects are just, yeah, horrible. Um, yeah, but back to X-Men. And that's just it. This is this is the exact problem of X-Men Apocalypse. It's forgettable. Mm. In this summer, uh, in this like current environment of these big pictures where... They're playing on nostalgia, but bringing something new to the table. I feel like Apocalypse just played on nostalgia and didn't bring anything to the table. There's certain things that are involved in this film that I'm not going to spoil for you because it just came out this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was almost as if the filmmakers were going here. This is what you've been asking us for. Now leave us alone. Mm. I personally am a big fan of Jubilee. You know, I, I know what people say. Oh, she shoots fireworks out of her fingertips. That's just a lame superpower. I don't care. I grew up watching the X-Men cartoon, so Jubilee's one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I like the outfit. I like the personality. Everything about Jubilee. Um, people hate Jubilee, apparently, to the point where somewhere along the way, they left all of her parts on the cutting room floor. So all that big talk about, hey, they're going to show how she became a mutant. Not became a mutant because that would be her parents doing it. <laughs> they would show how she found out that she was a mutant. Uh, they would show like a lot of stuff going on in the shopping mall and all like that. Mm. There wasn't any Jubilee action at all. Director's cut, man. I guess. I think. I, well, they've already said, too, they're not going to do another like rogue cut like they did with um, Days of Future Past. Oh. So we won't, we won't get a Jubilee cut, but they will be deleted scenes. So they're going to be unfinished deleted scenes, probably, mm. which is disappointing, to say the least. Because there's going to be a little girl just pointing her fingertips at the air like, jazz hands! <laughs> <laughs> Fireworks go here! 
And that's disappointing to me because I really wanted to see some Jubilee stuff. There was a lot of fan service to everybody else, but I didn't get what I wanted, so I'm a big baby and I'm crying about how I didn't enjoy the movie. Okay. That's that's going on the slug line on the poster. Matt's a big baby. <laughs> he didn't like it. CCPD podcast. <laughs> I mean, all right, but almost. Caught <laughs> yourself that time. I caught myself that time. But yeah, I can see how people found enjoyment of it. I enjoyed moments of the movie. But as a whole, it didn't like really blow me away. Okay. So that's enough. No more comic book stuff. Let's talk about video games. Video games. You've been playing Overwatch. Yes. Tell me about Overwatch as I get to play. I'll tell you all about it. Um, <laughs> so Blizzard has made kind of this whole backstory around Overwatch. Like it's kind of, it's kind of crazy that it's only a multiplayer game like with all the stuff that they've built up as far as like the story and the world like it feels like it should be like a single player or even like an MMO like like a story game or like an MMO or something like that there's just all this story but the game basically boils down to just like it's mostly PvP it's basically like Team Fortress yeah you told me like it has a lot in common with Team Fortress even with the uh, little like vignettes they're putting out for the game itself. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of cool. I like that world building aspect of it. Yeah, the game's beautiful, by the way. Like the animations, like they, they, the way the characters look, everything looks amazing on there. It looks like like you could basically make an animated series with just like the in-game graphics alone. Like it looks awesome. Mm. Um, what I do like that's kind of different from Team Fortress. So it, you you play as different characters, and each one of them fits in one of four classes. So, you know, in Team Fortress, there's basically, like, there's one healer, there's one, you know, there's one heavy weapons guy, there's one, you know, like, grenade demolitions uh, expert. So, in this game, each one of, each of the four classes has, like, four characters in it that you can choose from. Mm -hmm. So, you'll have, like, four or five different heavy guys that you can choose from so like each one of them has different moves different play styles um so you're not pinned in to one particular type if you want to play and it'll kind of tell you on the side too like when you're making your team when everybody's picking their characters like mm-hmm. you guys don't have enough defensive guys or, <laughs> you guys don't have any healers like somebody should probably switch and play a healer so it'll tell you on the side to like kind of balance the teams but you still have variety even with that mechanic. So it's like, all right, there's no healers, but I still have like four people I can pick from. I'm not pinned in to like one particular person. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can still find somebody that you like in each class basically to play. That's cool. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's it's a first person shooter by nature. Yes, yes. Okay. First person shooter. Um, there's different classes. Like you can have healers, you can have like people that are supportive. Um, there's defensive characters, offensive. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Like it, the 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 real fun comes in when like you see the interactions between the characters and like certain ones counter other ones well. Um, there's one of them in particular that I really can't stand at this point. His name's Bastion. He's like a little robot. Okay. But he's got like a. It's almost like a machine gun, and if you each character has like two special moves, and then they have like an ultra move that they can do once they get like enough points at, during the course of the match mm. so his one of his regular moves is he turns into like a portable turret 
<laughs> so like he turns into a turret and you basically like you you're you're stuck in that one spot so you can't walk around but you rotate around and he's basically just like a minigun that can just mow everything down. So he megatrons himself. Yes. I see. Okay. Um and then his alternate move like his uber move once he's getting up gets enough points is he turns into a tank. And so he rolls around just like blasting everything. So he really megatrons himself. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's the worst person to play against. <laughs> like, you have to either get somebody behind him or try to snipe him from afar because so, he would just mow down your entire team. Um, but there's there's ways to, like, counter it. There's always, like, ways to counter certain characters with other ones. That's kind of what I like. Mm. Um, a lot of fun, though. Um, really easy to jump into. There's no real like level up system so all the unlocks that they have in the game are purely like cosmetics so you can unlock um, different skins for the characters you can unlock like different winning animations and stuff like that but basically everybody's on the same even playing field oh that's good so like if you if one character if somebody on the other team is playing one character and you pick them and they've been playing the game for a month or so like you're playing the same character like you don't they don't have anything that you don't you don't have to worry about oh this guy's been playing all this time and he's unlocked the uber version of the gun and i'm just jumping in and i don't have it oh okay um, so everybody's kind of on an even playing field which is kind of cool i don't know why more games aren't like that that's a good idea well people like the aspect of like leveling up in the game like you feel like you're actually getting something if you're putting this much time into it you're actually like unlocking new stuff and it kind of like hooks people so like i think one of the fears that a lot of people have is that since this doesn't do that they're worried about like the staying power of it because, oh like, since there's no level up right i see yeah right. so like i mean the game that you're playing now is basically what you're going to be playing three months from now aside from them adding new levels or possibly new characters down the line so mm -hmm. okay but it's a lot of fun well i hope the community sticks around for it because from what you told me it does sound like a lot of fun yeah. so I may have to jump in there and check it out. Cool. And one of the selling points you told me when we were off air, too, that's 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 one of the big reasons I'm going to check it out. You can't hear the trash talk from people you don't know. Yes. That's awesome. So, yeah, there's no voice unless you actually, like, team up with someone on your friends list and, like, party up. Otherwise, you don't hear anybody at all. It's just the characters' voices in-game. That's it. So, yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> and I, I, I do apologize. I have to... Uh, give a little bit of a correction earlier I said that uh, the character was uh, pulling a, a Megatron mm -hmm. uh, in the first iteration it, it actually pulls a Galvatron okay. when it turns into a cannon <laughs> not just like a, a handgun that mysteriously gets tiny and another robot can hold it and shoot which is really weird they and made Megatron a tank at some point too. they did that's that's why I doubled down <laughs> at that point like I was right there but yeah it was Galvatron that turned into the laser gun. Ah, okay. Megatron that turned into the hand pistol that somehow went into Soundwave's hand. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but okay. Transformers. Transformers. I don't know. 80s cartoons. Why not? Okay. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's been really good. I've been playing a lot of stuff. There's so many good games out right now. Like, so much stuff. So much. Um, I picked up Uncharted 4. I'm not that far into it. I'm still trying to get caught up on that. It's a beautiful game. Yes. Yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, the first couple chapters are awesome. They, they really, like, pull you into the story pretty well. Um, Very true. Even the first one, like, the first two chapters, I want to say, really, like, kind of hooked me. And I mean, the only the only reason that I wasn't playing more of it is just because I'm trying to play so many different things at, right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing Uncharted 4, 
I'm playing Elite Dangerous on Xbox One. Uh, I'm also playing Street Fighter 4. Uh, it's just a lot of stuff. There's so much good stuff coming out right now that it's hard to kind of keep up with everything. Well, let's let's go back to Uncharted 4 for a second. Okay. Just because, yeah, I, I have been playing that as well. Mm-hmm. I haven't played any of the multiplayer on there, but I, I rarely do yeah. on the uh, on the Uncharted games just because it kind of feels like a little bit of an afterthought. And really, the, the single player is where it's at. Right. Um, I think that uh, Naughty Dog really learned a lot from The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Uh, specifically, just by the fact that they have uh, Druckmann and, and Straley on as the directors now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what was involved in the whole shakeup internally, but, I mean, the, the proof is there. They recovered amazingly, mm-hmm. uh, given that, that little stumbling block that they had there. Um, yeah, man, I don't know what Naughty Dog can do to, to really top this. I haven't finished the game, but I, I got to say, I got to agree with you. Like, the, the first few chapters really just set that tone very well yeah and i know it's like you know you're kind of just learning what to do and everything like that but it doesn't feel like a chore right it's it's fun to see the interactions between drake and everybody else and yeah. kind of see where they are right now yeah you know and hey we got sully and the, the, I, I particularly like the a normal life chapter i think that's like <laughs> chapter th- two three maybe or four or something like that um so it's pretty early on but just like it's still teaching you things that you'll need to do in the game, but it finds a, a cool way to do it. Yeah. Uh, especially if you played the series before, it's kind of like a callback to different things that you've done before in the series. So it's it's actually really good. Like I, I liked what they did there. For sure. If you're if you're an Uncharted fan and even further than that, a Naughty Dog fan, there's some stuff in here you're gonna you're gonna smile at yeah. for sure. So yeah, I I loved it. Um, have you checked out Doom yet? I have not. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people are saying that it's really good. Like, a lot of people at work have picked it up and just, like, everybody... I haven't yet to hear anybody say that they didn't enjoy it at this point. Like, people are saying, like, this is kind of what they wish Doom 3 had have been. Like, this is, like... I can't remember what the comparison was that somebody made, but it was just, like... This is basically like the sequel that everybody always wanted to Doom. Like, this is, like, the perfect return to form. Like... There's no, like, huge... Try- like, they're not trying to, like, do some, like, convoluted story or anything like that. It's just, you're Doom guy, you're pissed off, and there's demons invading, and you're shooting them. It's just, like, that's all you need. <laughs> oh, but, sir... <laughs> well, I got two things. One, uh, on our on our Twitch channel, yes, we have one of those. Um, Dolores actually played through, like, the first hour of it, uh-huh. and it's great. Um, NSFW, mind you, because she swears like a sailor when she's playing that. Because there's just so much stuff jumping out at you, and it's just, it's crazy. And then you get the chainsaw, and it's just, oh my god, she goes nuts. You gotta, you gotta check it out. Um, so yeah, there's that. But the other thing, too, they do try to tell a convoluted storyline. Okay. Doom Guy will not let them tell a convoluted storyline. <laughs> And this happens really early in the game, so I'll just give you this. Like, they try to do some type of, like, you know, Master Chief resurrection type thing. Uh-huh. And he's just like, screw that noise. I gotta work. I'm out of here. <laughs> There's some, like, you know, prophet on some TV screen who's trying to tell him how important it is for him to, like, you know, save the world. He punches the screen and just keeps going. Like, <laughs> so I kill demons. Come on. So he's basically you. He's like, just get to the point. I want to kill demons. <laughs> I know there's a chainsaw down here somewhere. I need to get to that. 
That's amazing. Yeah, dude. So it's it, it definitely scratches that Doom itch. And uh, I haven't gotten to this part yet, but I've, I've seen, like, a video that you can get to, like, some of the old Doom maps yeah. in the yeah. new game. So There's a lot of, like, crazy Easter eggs and stuff, too. <laughs> Did you see the one where if you fall, where you fall in the lava? No. <laughs> so I think, I can't remember who posted it. I think it was Joystick. But if you fall in, like, the, mo- there's an area where you have to, like, platform across, like, molten lava or something like As that. As one does. And, yeah. As yeah. one does uh-huh. in video games. <laughs> and if you fall in the lava, like, you see, like, the normal death animation where he's, like, flailing around. But as he's falling in, it zooms in on his hand, and his hand does the uh-huh. thumbs up from Terminator yeah. as it's going down. I'd be disappointed if it didn't. So that works. Oh, that so works good. perfectly. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I haven't had a chance to give it much love, just because, man, Bethesda knows how to put a vice-like grip on my free time. Yeah. They do such a good job with their DLC. It's still it's still in my backlog right now. Like I haven't touched it in months, but it's still it's still there looming in the background in the shadows. Now you know Cast the Day is coming up, so I'm gonna have to hide this disc from myself because they're gonna make mods available. <laughs> have you seen the video of this man? So yeah, if anybody couldn't guess from the context clues we're talking about Fallout 4. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just figured you guys know exactly what I'm talking about because if you're my friend on PS4 you see that it's always playing Fallout yeah you're always playing Fallout exactly I don't know how many hours I've logged into it but too many I'll say that but yeah it's still fun I haven't finished the main quest yet because I just keep getting sidetracked with all the cool stuff they keep adding yeah like the um, Far Harbor the, the Far Harbor DLC came out recently mm-hmm. I don't like fish in real life they're freaky there's stuff deep in the ocean that I never want to see face to face, including sharks. And they're not even that deep, <laughs> but like those nasty angler fish yeah, and everything. Yeah, the little like glowing bobbly thing on their head. Yeah, they they have those in this game, and they have big <laughs> rippling muscles now, and they get on land and come chase you. Wow, it's nasty, <laughs> but I can't turn away. So yeah, I'm gonna need somebody to hide that during uh, the month of June. So it's it's still fun, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I plan on going back to it at some point. I didn't finish the storyline either. Um, I didn't even touch the DLC at all. Mm. So I, I think that's kind of waiting for me to get through the rest of my back catalog, and then I'll like I'll, I'll set aside some time and actually go through and finish it. But there's just been so much stuff. I only just recently finished Bloodborne, mm. which was really good. Um, you can finish that? Yes. Wow. Good um, job. It was actually pretty good. I finished this the DLC and the main storyline. Um, and it was such a good game. Uh, I love the combat in there. The, the storyline was actually really cool. Um, and I kind of... So after I finished it, I was playing a couple other things and realized that I kind of missed the gameplay. Mm-hmm. And so it tempted me to like pick up Dark Souls 3 just oh. so that I could have like similar gameplay again and actually play through something similar. Uh-huh. But yeah, I just so much stuff right now. Actually, bar- <laughs> I borrowed it from somebody from work, but I'm just playing so much stuff I haven't really had time to put into it. Yeah. Um, I want to be the very best at Street Fighter, like no like no one ever was. Um, I see what you did. Uh, I, I would prefer that you didn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been playing that a lot, and then Elite Dangerous. I have to play that because... 
unfortunately, No Man's Sky got delayed until August, and it's no longer coming out on June 21st. Its this new is... date is August 11th. August. So this is... This is new breaking news. Uh, August 9th, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, the original release date was June 21st. Uh, now it's been confirmed that it's coming out on August 9th. Wow. Um, wow. I am looking forward to this game like no other game this year. Like, this is my, like, I will take off from work for a couple days and just sit down and enjoy. I pre-ordered the special edition with the steelbook case and the art book and all that stuff. Wow. You're, I'm, you're invested. I'm invested. I'm in. Like, I'm sold. Like, I love, like, space exploration, sci-fi stuff. And this just, like... This sheer fact that you can, like, land on planets and then take off and go into space, like, seamlessly. And, like, there's kind of this whole alien civilization thing going on. And you can, like, talk to different races and aliens and, like, kind of, like, learn. It, it just sounds awesome. Like, and I've seen the videos that they've released. Um, I think IGN did a month-long No Man's Sky special where they had a guy come in and just, like, kind of show them different er- different aspects of the game for a month. And I, I'm at the point now where I don't want to see any more of that stuff. Like, I just want to play. Like, I want to go in kind of fresh, even though I've looked at some of it. Like, I want to go in fresh and just experience the game for myself. Um, that being said... I'm okay with the delay because like they're basically saying like the way that they kind of phrase it was like you know we we're we're getting close you know we have people kind of play testing it and unfortunately we need a little bit more time to add a little bit more polish so it's like Mm -hmm. all right if you're saying that then yeah obviously like they wouldn't do this if it wasn't warranted um and if it's gonna make the game better in the long run then you know I'm all for it it just sucks for people that scheduled that day off. Yes. That's the, you know, that's the only sad part so, about it, really. Um, but, like, I understand. But there's a lot of people that commented on it because they posted it on PlayStation Blog a couple days ago. Um, the rumor's been going around for at least, like, a week now, but they actually confirmed it yesterday on PlayStation Blog. And some of the comments, people are just, like, so entitled and just like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to buy this game at all because you guys pushed it back two months and blah, blah, blah. Really? Like, Come you're, on. You're not going to buy like, it at all now? Even if really? everybody on the blog's playing it, you're not, you're not... So you would rather them, like, release a game that isn't finished, that has, like, all these issues that... I mean, or if, if they didn't have issues, they wouldn't be delaying it. But, like, you'd rather have them put out an incomplete game rather than, like, get everything the way that they want it and actually put out a complete experience. You'd rather they rush it and just rush it out. Because yeah. then otherwise, like, if they do that, then it's, oh, I waited all this time, this game sucks, like, it's got all these issues. Well, you know what else was delayed? The Last of Us was delayed. Yes. Uncharted, Uncharted 4 was, was delayed. delayed <laughs> at least three times. Yeah. Uh, Batman Arkham City was delayed. It happens. Yeah, like... it happens, exactly. It's, it's, it's part of the hobby. And like you said earlier... There's so much stuff to play right now. Right. We are still living in the golden age of gaming. That's the other thing. Like, I'm okay <laughs> with it because I've played, like, six games as it is. Yeah. Like, maybe I'll have finished some of those by the time that August rolls around and I can actually sit down and just enjoy this one. But there's been so many good things coming out this year that it's been hard to keep up. Right. Right. So... Yeah, you can basically take your complaints about stuff being delayed and your little temper tantrum about not buying it and go sit in the corner somewhere because I'm still going to check it out because I like good games. I'm super excited for this game. You know, I mean, what kind of logic is that? Just, I'm not going to get this because you decided to take extra time. So, yeah, I'm not going to play it at all now. It's like, come on, That Like, really? 
oh no, my dinner is late. I'm not going to eat it even though I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You enjoy that high horse. I hope it's uh, a fun ride. So, yeah, there's that. Yeah. Um, E3's coming up. It is. Coming up soon. This E3 sounds like it's going to be bat blank crazy. (laughs) It's going to be bananas? B-A-N-A-S. Nice. Um, Wait. What? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) B-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-
I'm gonna give Nintendo. I'm gonna give you a step-by-step -step plan on how to make NX a success. Step one: announce NX. Step two: announce a Pokemon game for NX. That's an actual game, just like the Game Boy ones, but like 3D World, and you can explore and full-on RPG. Like the one people have been getting NDAs for, or not NDAs, but cease and desist letters for. Yes, I see. Make that step three: mm -hmm. profit. <laughs> Not even a question mark. No, no question mark. Just profit, profit. Period. I like it. I like it. That's a good plan. Done. Now that you said it out loud, <laughs> it's never going to happen. No, never. <laughs> oh, Come on. Nintendo, why? I tell you, this is what you do, right? Just make us, like, it doesn't even have to be in, like, the actual, like, it doesn't have to be, like, red, blue, gold, silver, moon, sun. Just make a spin-off thing where people can just play an RPG with Pokemon from their couch on their, their game console. Just do it. Come on. Come on. Come on. <sighs> I second that. I definitely second just, that. I would have bought... If they if they would have done that for Wii U, that would have made me buy a Wii U. I'm going to say it right here, right now. Like, if they have actually, like, released... A Pokemon RPG, I'd have been like, all right, because I, I kept waiting for the, like the right moment to buy a Wii U. I was like, all right, Kill Rap's coming. I'm not gonna get it yet, but one of these days the game's gonna come out that's gonna make me want to get it. And be like, all right, now I gotta get it. I mean, you just take the the Wii remote and you throw the Pokeball. Yes. You keep the strap on your wrist. Oh, it's just. But you throw it's the Pokeball. Right there. It's and right it has there. to arc just the right way for you to catch the. Come on. Everything is in place. It's right there. Just, just do it. Just, just think if just the NX, do if the NX does not have move technology, then the whole Wii experiment has been wasted on the fact that you couldn't throw a Pokeball. That'd be a complete it's right waste. There. Like they had the the motion control. Like you just. Throw yep. the ball. It's right there. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't take. They didn't I pick know. up the ball. I just. I can't. They didn't take the ball and run with it. Nope. They didn't take the pokey bait, <laughs> and they didn't have to throw the ball. All right. Yeah. I, I'm out of puns. Uh. <laughs> so yeah. They. They. Hopefully. And, I, and they're like every time someone brings this up, they always say, "Well, you know, Pokemon is meant to be played on portables. On the it's go. supposed to be like an on the go thing. Um, you play it whenever, whatever you can, because you have this like." A handheld on you so you can play it wherever um i get that but just just like people want it just put it out and make money like it's not gonna dilute the series put out a one-off just like, yeah. just try it out just say like hey this is just a one-off and i'm not counting the pokemon snap pokemon <laughs> coliseum any of that, the weird RPG where you just have the Pokemon running around in a dungeon. None of that. Like, that doesn't count. Just make a Pokemon RPG. <laughs> not Coliseum. Um, not Stadium. Console. Not Snap. Not, not Safari. Pikachu's dungeon. Not Hey You, Pikachu. Hey You, Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Stop teasing us. And oh, just give us what we want, Nintendo. Just do it. Like, people want it. Just put it out there. You know what else people want? They want a new Metroid game. Yes. I don't know why we're not getting that. We're not getting a new Metroid game. We got a Star Fox, but eh, it wasn't really Star Fox. No. I mean, they tried, though. I got to give them credit. They tried. We had an R-Wing on the screen. Yeah. It had all the classic sound effects and everything, but then they had to like, add a little bit of flavor to it, and it just ruined the whole stew. It just ruined the whole thing. It wasn't it like motion controls were, like required to... Play it. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I know they really touted that, but yeah. 
you know, then of course the whole delaying of Zelda, you know. Yeah, I yeah. just uh, it just seems like they're like leaving money on the table that they need right now. <laughs> they're famous for leaving money on the table because uh, they keep on trying to launch some new IP and it just doesn't quite yeah. work. Like they're they're all in on Fire Emblem right now. Like that seems to be their focus more than anything else. And well, I don't I heard get the, fi- that. The, the new Fire Emblem is actually really good. Um, I know one of the guys in the office that plays it, Jared. Shout out. Um, plays it and he said he had nothing but good things to say about it but that being said he's a fan of the series like he's played the other ones before so it feels like if you're a fan of Fire Emblem Mm -hmm. some of the newer ones are like it's like the golden age for Fire Emblem right now but like for a casual fan that's never played them before it's still kind of tough to get into the other thing don't make me buy Super Mario Brothers again yeah I mean (laughs) come on it's embarrassing at this point the original yeah any of them yeah I mean, just like, hey, guess what's available in the Wii U Wii Shop? Um, this game that I've owned for the past 25 years, <laughs> and that I've owned on five other on systems. every Nintendo console that's released. Hey, kids, but it's cool this time, because this time, you collect trading cards and you scan them into your Game Boy Advance. Uh... So you can put all these items in there. Oh, no, but it's cool. Trust us. This time, we got nothing. Here's the game again. <laughs> Oh, just like those emulators, you can just save your space. That that was the hook on the on the most recent ones. So yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Um, you know what? Because we take turns being out on Nintendo systems, it's my turn. <laughs> I'm out on this one. You go right ahead with the NX. Okay. It's all you, buddy. Okay. Yeah. This Wii U was the first one that I set out on. Exactly. Like, I, I thought about that the okay. other day. I was like, this is the first one that I haven't purchased. Like not counting. Like, some of the different variations, because I didn't have, like, a Game Boy Micro and all that other stuff. But, like, I've had one of, like, the main consoles for everything that they've come out with since, like, Super NES. Hmm. So, like, there were maybe, like, ones in the middle that I didn't own, but, like, I was able to play every game that's come out since Super NES, basically, Mm -hmm. on a Nintendo console until now when Wii U came out. That was the first one that I, like, skipped out on. And it's it wasn't something I intended to do, but I was always waiting for that killer app, and I never saw it come, so I said, well, I'm not going to buy it. Yes, Super Mario Maker was one of those ones, but I wanted another one. Because, <laughs> again, like you said, you're paying for Mario. I mean, this the hook was like you could make your own Mario levels. Like, That's and true. There's I mean, a this... lot of... This was an attempt. This was a tempting hook, though. This yeah, time around, it was. That yeah. was the one game that I saw so far that was like that made me almost want to get it. I'm looking but... through my my dusty Wii U collection here, trying to <laughs> hold up something that Archie will like react to. Aha! A Hyrule Warriors? No. No. Okay. No. Hold on. I got. I got one more. No. No. I got. No. no. You don't want that. No. God. No. Monster Hunter almost got me when it released. Uh-huh. They, didn't, they didn't do that anymore. Bayonetta. No, I didn't finish. No. no. Uh, but you could dress up like people yeah. in this game. You could dress up like Metroid person. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Monster Hunter almost got me when they released Monster Hunter 3 and Monster Hunter 3 on 3DS. It was like an advanced version of Monster Hunter 3. But I, that almost tempted me. But even then, they didn't do it for Monster Hunter 4. Monster Hunter 4 was only on 3DS. If they'd have done that again with the Wii U version, I probably would have bought one just for Monster Hunter alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah, that's another thing. Capcom can do with Monster Hunter. Come on. Get the Pokemans in there. <laughs> could you imagine if they put Pokemon in Monster Hunter? Oh, that's... 
Well, you kill the monsters in Monster Hunter. Yeah, they'll be fine. It's just they fade it. They fade it. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, I just I kept waiting for that killer app, and it never came. So hopefully, NX will, will kind of be a return to form for them. I'm really hoping. I'm also really hoping for backwards compatibility, so I can catch up on the few <laughs> games on Wii U that I did want to play, but didn't convince me to like buy a system for. Like so. the Smash Bros. and and the Super Mario Makers and all that. You know, I don't know if they put Smash Brothers on the uh, backwards compatibility list. I think because uh, of the rights and everything, they have a hard time doing that. What do you mean? With the guest stars on there, you know, like your Solid Snake. Oh, and, oh, you know, oh, oh, like uh, I could. Yeah, uh, Brawl definitely was not on backwards compatibility, or rather, it wasn't in the in the uh, Wii U shop. You know? Oh, okay, that's why I was confused. I was like, yeah, because you can play the original Wii version on Wii U, though, right? If you have the disc, you can just pop the oh, disc yeah. in and play. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That works fine. Okay, but um, yeah, you can't go back and like play the first one or second one on your uh, your Wii U. Okay, I was thinking because like, yeah, you could play the GameCube one on the Wii. Because it was backwards compatible for the GameCube right. stuff, so that that worked fine. Okay. But uh, yeah, you know, you you, you move a, you move ahead a step, you lose one. Yeah. Anywho, we'll see how that turns out. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's quite a show. Quite a There's show, man. Unintended Nintendo rant in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the people show up for, man. He like to get get you heated. That was the first Nintendo rant of 2016. Uh, <laughs> it will not be the last. Wait for our post E3 show. Oh what yeah. What is it? E3's in June, right? Yes. All right, so you gotta you gotta come on cast today for E3. Then. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for staying subscribed. We will go ahead and pander to you like so many other shows do, and ask you give us a uh, was it five stars rating. Uh, on yeah, iTunes? five stars. Okay, yeah. It's not six or four? No, no, no. Okay, five cool. Stars. Five stars on iTunes because, you know, why not? I like pushing buttons and, and you do as well. <laughs> so uh, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the show. What would you like to hear us talk more about? What would you like to hear us talk less about? Um, would you like me to eat a red hot chili pepper on air? Yes. I, I don't know. Yes, that's what the people want. That's that's a cast today. I'm... Right now, I'm serving as the voice of the people and saying, yes, we want you to eat a pepper on air. Yeah, you're the voice of the voiceless? You're like Paul Heyman now? Yes. Okay, cool. I, I fight for the user. <laughs> All right, Bob. <laughs> to mend and defend. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh. Reboot? No. Because I was going reboot. No, that's, uh. This is the weirdest outro we've ever had. No, that's fine. I'll edit this in post. <laughs> no, uh, you won't. Yes, I will. I'll <laughs> all edit right, this all in right. post. Uh, that's Tron. Yes. Tron. Tron. Good work. <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Matt Peters. I'm RGs. This has been GCPD, the Games, Comics, and Puppy Dogs podcast. For Bebo, stay mighty. See you, folks. <laughs> <laughs>